What is up, ladies and gentle nerds? It's your boy, Graham, also known as HamHawks42 on the internet, and we are here today with another edition of Overthinking MTG, the show where I take a look at a random magic card and talk about it for a bit too long. All right, so today, let's go ahead and click on that random card button. Let's take a look at what we're talking about. Um, and I vamp a little bit while my internet's loading. There we go. Awesome. All right, so... <laughs> Um, the reason I'm chuckling, we are looking at planes. That's right. Here we are again, my friend. We have managed to land on a basic land, and I am committed to this format. Dang it. All right, so this particular planes that we are looking at is is um, variant number three from the dual decks Zendikar versus Eldrazi. Um, cool, actually. I didn't realize that there were dual decks specifically about, like, the whole plane of Zendikar. That's kind of fun. Um, and that's actually another thing that I find really cool. The flavor of the different worlds. They've done, Wizards has done a phenomenal job of creating unique worlds that feel special and um, they have their own character in a very interesting way. Like, And to be honest, I didn't need to read what expansion this was from to know that this particular image came from Zendikar. And the reason for that is the Hedrons. Now, exactly, I got to admit, I actually don't know that much about Zendikar, lore-wise. It came out in the you know, in my blind spot with the game. However, I did, I do know the Hadrons. I've seen them everywhere and because they are iconic in very much the same way that the crystals are iconic on Ikoria or, you know, certain elements of the cityscape uh, just pop when you're looking at Ravnica. So when you're looking at Zendikar, like whenever you see those, those Hedrons, um, which if they're, they're very large, like, polygonal like almost diamond shaped structures that are very uniform in their in their structure and they're they like uh, in they're often depicted like hovering above the ground um or buried within the ground uh, those those two seem to be the very very common ways to, that you find them um i understand that they had something to do with the eldrazi because the eldrazi were just absolutely everywhere on Zendikar. i'm not even going to try to claim to know the story but in any case the art styles that are leveraged like from a bunch of different artists, when you're still looking at this plane, it has its own flair and its own unique feel, so much so that even at a glance, you know exactly where you are when you're looking at these lands. And that's pretty common with a lot of different magic sets. If you look at cards, or if you think about worlds like Ravnica, for example, like it's a city, it is Coruscant from Star Wars. You know, it just, it, it everything's a freaking city. And so when you're looking at a plains or you're looking at a forest and you still see streets, you know, and you still see like towering buildings, like, okay, yeah, we're still in a city, even though this particular area is more wide open or this particular area has trees, you know, intermixed amongst the buildings in a way that other places don't, you're still in a city um, because that is the... That, that is Ravnica. When you're looking at Zendikar, you have these hedrons. They're everywhere. When you're looking on Ikoria, you have crystals all over the place. For some reason, I got to admit, I still haven't read that book. But anyway, um, it's just... It, the Wizards creative team does a phenomenal job of keying into little details that really pop when you're really looking for a sense of place, a sense of location. Uh, and that's really special. That's something that's really cool. And I feel like 
as players, it's easy to lose sight of that. It's easy to take that for granted. And I just want to say, you know, I talk a lot on the show about different rulings, different interactions, weird combos, gameplay elements. But I do really, really, really want to give a shout out to the Wizards creative team because this past year has seen a situation where the story itself has gone through some changes and a lot of people are rather upset with how the story played out and kind of rightfully so. The fact that Theros Beyond Death didn't have a novel um, is, well, it's kind of upsetting actually. And not only just because a set came out that didn't have a novel with it, but that was actually the set that picked up a story that was six years old that was beloved by fans, and that's the one that didn't have a novel. Like, that's a bad feeling. And especially because, as someone who wasn't around for the very first Theros block, I saw that as an opportunity to pick up this story that I heard was so great from so many other players, and it didn't really... That set didn't really let me do that very well. That was kind of frustrating. Um... Kind of frustrating, actually, and so much so that that actually came out at the same time that um, I was figuring out what the format for this show was going to be. And I was actually seriously considering um, doing audio productions of short stories that were available on Wizards' website um, with the assumption that there would be some form of story moving forward. So um, fan audio versions of those was something I was seriously considering producing. Um, and then everything happened with those stories. And I was like, eh, maybe we'll get there someday, but uh, I'm going to wait for them to sort that out first. But that is all to say, the creative team behind the artistic direction that is presented to the hundreds of magic artists that are producing card art is excellent. They do a phenomenal job of establishing different locations, creating a sense of scale, and creating a style for every one of those locations, and then disseminating that to the different artists in such a way that the artists get to focus on what is this particular piece supposed to show? What do I want to showcase in this piece? And then all the extra ancillary details, like, okay, so I need to show this particular um, type of creature. Like, okay, well, what is the creature wearing? What is the creature surrounded by? What's in the background? All of that stuff, the Wizards creative team, presumably, I've seen a couple of, like, style guides that they put out there um, for some of the other planes, and it's, it's great. They do a phenomenal job of handing the artists everything they need to know so that, okay, if you know that you want to have... A, so, okay, you're this, you're creating a white creature, for example, and you know you want to have a building or some kind of structure in the background. Like, you know, like the composition of the shot, you know, you want to have some kind of some, something with some weight, like over here in the frame. Well, here are some things that you would find on this plane that could fit in that little spot. And so it becomes really easy for the artist to just know, oh, okay, so cool, I can put a building over here. Or, oh, so maybe some sand dunes here would make sense. Or, oh, I can have one of these little, like, tribal things, like, jutting out from over here, whatever. You know, and they, and they have a guide for exactly what that structure could be and what it should look like. Not to mention, so the creature that you actually have, what clan are they associated with? Where do they live? And then you have an idea of, okay, what should it be wearing if it wears clothes at all? Or, you know, what kind of um, elements would be on its body? Actually, I have to, I have to suppose that um, I would love to see the art direction for Ikoria. Actually, I'm going to take a look and see if that's available anywhere because with all the different like weird mutation creatures, like you can't look at something like Avon Oddity and um, 
and tell me that they somebody was given specific directions to make that. That had to be somebody got the name Avon Oddity, and it grants flying to stuff. I don't know, figure it out. Like that had to have been what that was. It's a great piece of artwork, by the way. Um, but with all the crazy mutation creatures, what's the through line? What's the consistency there? I don't know. But there had to be one because at the end of the day, when you're looking at those cards there is a certain feel. You know, you have the crystals in the landscape. All right, you have big, weird creatures. Now that I'm thinking about it, there are a number of them that have, like, six legs. Um, some of them have horns, some don't. Like, I'm wondering how strict the rules were around what kind of creatures to include versus... Or, like, what kinds of features to include on the creatures um, versus just uh, go crazy, you know, because it feels like the kind of area where you could really let some artists really stretch their wings and really do some fun stuff. And I feel like they did. I feel like they did a good job of that. There's a lot of really fun, weird stuff in that set. And uh, I don't know. It's fun. It's cool. I'm here for it. But anyway, so we're not talking about that right now. We're talking about the planes. We're talking about this particular one, which is clearly set on Zendikar. And I knew that it was set on Zendikar the moment I saw it because Zendikar is so iconic. But the truth is, a lot of planes are very iconic. And just, I love that element of magic, you know? And so the other cool thing about the artwork on the basic lands being so unique from set to set, there are millions of planes in print. I personally own hundreds of them. And that's not an exaggeration. You know, they are a free thing. They're, they're all over the place. You could walk into a local game store assuming that's legal in your area, and you can ask for, like, you could just ask, hey, does anybody have five planes? And it's not even, like, that I could borrow for this game. It's just, hey, does anybody have any planes that they could give me? And you're probably going to have some people who are like, yeah, sure, here you go. Like, and it, but at the same time, Wizard still puts the time and effort into putting excellent art on the basic lands that fits the different settings and as a result when you're building out a deck i don't know about you but i always 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 without fail look through my look through my lands to find what artwork and what setting do i want to put as the foundation for this deck that's huge and if I don't have enough of whatever I want that thing to be, yes, I will slot in some that don't quite fit. Because at the end of the day, I want a functional deck. But it's an area where we get to, as players, express ourselves in a fun, unique way. If I started the game on Zendikar, this type of planes would bring back a lot of fun memories for me. Um, I did start with Onslaught, and as a result, when I look through my through my lands, like if I have a deck and I've built it in such a way that I know I'm going to enjoy it and I'm going to want to play with that deck a lot, and I believe I have something special, I will look through my lands and I will find all of the I will find the the cards that have the older frames on them because I love those lands. They are the ones that I used when I first started. And they've been with my in my collection for years. And there's a chance that some of those lands were even in the very first deck I made. And, I, you know, well, assuming they're forests, because it was a green deck. Because, I mean, you start either in, in green or white, because yeah, they just make the most sense. And I was, I was, I started green. Um, yeah, it was mono green snobby. It was, it's delightful, let me tell you. But anyway, 
so I know I'm going to grab those old Onslaught lands. I'm going to grab the old Odyssey lands, Invasion, all that stuff, because I love that particular style. It's And because it looks like an artifact of the past. Like I'm not I'm not here to tell you that a land from Onslaught looks better than a land from one of these dual decks or from any of the more recent sets. They don't. But they have a special place for me. And I know if I had fond memories of Zendikar, the artwork on this plane, in a way, would look like going home. And of course, I want to put that in my deck. I want to celebrate that and enjoy it. Because even when I'm just playing a basic land, I get to have a fun little feeling just by the artwork. And if you... If you take the time to appreciate these details and really relish in the richness that is in this game at all levels, oh man, it's just such a wonderful experience. And so I love I, I love talking about lands to be honest. It like it's funny, every single time one of these basic lands comes up on this show, I'm always just like all right, well, here we go again. And then like a half an hour later, I'm like, Can you got guys, how cool is this, right? Yeah, anyway, I just because at the end of the day. This show is just, I, I just want to talk about the stuff that I find really cool. And this particular artwork on this particular plane just kind of sparked that thought. And uh, yeah, I'll, I don't know. It's been it's been fun. This is really cool. I like it a lot. So this has been Planes Variant Three um, on the in the dual decks Zendikar versus Eldrazi. And yeah, just the hedrons are in full effect. We also have some kind of pyramid structure. Actually, that looks like a really um, it's this guy right over here that I'm looking at. That actually looks just like a really big hedron that might be buried in the ground, actually. That's interesting. Yeah. Fun stuff. So again, if you're if you're a fan of Zendikar, this actually then it's just beautiful artwork done by Vincent Prose. Um is a name I haven't heard before, but I gotta say, like I'm I'm digging it. The use of lighting and just the composition of this uh this painting is gorgeous. Yeah. Anyway, so this has been fun. Thanks so much, guys. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. I hope you're staying safe out there, and I will catch you next time.